I'm ready, but I'll tell you as follows. We're really in the middle of a, a series. Right. We're going to take a break because it's Elul. I mean, you can't. It can't. It's just not fear. So I'm going to talk about Elul. To be totally transparent, I wrote like this shear um, for this shear, for these, yeah, for these people. But I never repeat shearim, ever. And this might be the first time. Uh, it's the second time I'm doing it in my life. Because I said it this Shabbos to a ladies' group in the bungalow colony. Because yeah, I ended up you're speaking. giving us the same thing. You gave so I wrote it for you. Excuse me. And I wrote, and I said it once. No, I think we think differently. But I think um, I think that the idea, the concept, is universal, and uh, you know maybe tweak it here and there a little bit. But the idea I want to bring across is was 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 said as as, was as follows. Um, if I asked you, if you know any Russia Tavis for her Elul, obviously everybody knows Anila Dodi Anything else? You know any other ones? Probably. There are other ones. There are other ones. Somehow they didn't become as famous. But there's one that not many people know. The Kitzur Shulchan brings this one down. And it's basically a Pasik in Parshas Mishpatim that when a person is a murderer by mistake, Hashem will bring about, so to speak, the murder. Hashem will prepare for you a place to run in the case of a by mistake murder. And it's like base. Now, everybody has to run it's there. Like, it's like being going to base, like oh, during tag. Okay. Like in the meantime, got it, got it, got it. when you're there, everything's taken care of. Now, everybody has to run there after a murder, whether it's a mistake or on purpose. Just the on-purpose person, once we, once we find him guilty, we pull him out and we kill him. The mistake person stays there for life. Was murder so common in the olden days? And no, not at all. People? Not at all. Not at all. Mistakes? Mistakes happen. A guy was speeding. A guy was, didn't realize someone was walking by. That could happen. Mistakes. But not, no. Um, though, I'll get back to your question shortly because it's not as simple as I just made it. Okay. <laughs> uh, that being said, the, the words of the Pasuk, Ino liyadai v'samti l'cha, Says the Arizal is Rashi Tavis Elul. Vaelikim Ino Aleph Liyadai Visamti Licha is Rashi Tavis Elul. Oh, I think that's ch- a totally new set of Rashi Tavos. Yeah, that's what I do. So, what? I don't understand what you're saying. I thought you meant something besides Aleph Lamet Vavla. No, no, no. Oh. A different oh. Sukkim. Got it, got it. Okay. So, the question is what's the connection between Ari Miklot and Elul? Now, there's a very easy, simple, Litvish way you could go, and that is very nice and beautiful. That Elul is sort of like an Aramiklot, a person the whole year is busy doing things and they realize they made mistakes. Elul is a place where you can run, where your mistakes are embraced and we can work with it and we can deal with it. Great, it's very nice, it's, it's very simple. Hashem is everywhere, even Uncle Moshe said so. So, um, so. That, that's very simplistic. I want to give it maybe a little bit of a deeper meaning and a deeper understanding, if I may, together with you. If I were to ask you, like my son asked me the other day, is Mashiach really going to come? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a good question, right? We all wonder. So we all know, it's one of the fundamentals of our faith, that we believe Mashiach will come. Great. Where in the Torah does it say that? Does it say it anywhere in the Torah? Does the Torah talk anywhere about Mashiach? No. Wouldn't you think something so essential and so basic to Yahadus would make it into the Torah? Well, they didn't know there was going to be a destruction. I was going to say that. Was there supposed to be a destruction? Right. Okay, was there supposed to be a destruction? Was there supposed to be an eagle? It happened. So then you wrote about it. But it happened by the time So Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu, doesn't he speak in his soliloquy, say for Javarim, wouldn't he throw in something like, by the way, Mashiach's still going to come one day? But did the Torah do anything about the future? Sure. Like... If you're going to be bad, I'll kick you out of the country. And no, if you won't no, listen to the message, you're punished. That's not a happening. That's an if. That's, it's, okay. And, and wouldn't there be no, an I if? I don't know why. You, I, I, I would think. That doesn't seem to bother us. I do, why not? I this is know. one of the fundamental faiths of the Torah. You would think that the Torah would have something to say about this. Right. So why doesn't it? Or does it? This is a basic question. No, Freddie? Yeah, yeah. You agree? agree? Mashiach shouldn't get like at least like a Pusik somewhere? Like a... Like, a hint. So this is a question that, I mean, if it didn't bother you till now, maybe it bothers you now. And if it still doesn't bother you now, then uh, whatever, it's fine, good. Because the Gemara is bothered by a similar question. The Gemara says, we know Tchis, I mean, is one of the Gimelani Mamans. 
And the Gemara spends a whole daf. Where the Torah doesn't say such a concept. And the Gemara goes through 15, 16 different answers of where it says or alluded to in the Torah. Because the, the Gemara understands that if it's something so basic to our Yahadus, it's got to say it somewhere. That Moshe Rabbeinu is Adrein Hanavim, it says. That Moshe Rabbeinu, that Nevoah exists, it says. That the Scharva Einish, it says. That Hashem is Asav Yosef Yasachalam Asim, it says. Everything it says. Ani Imamim and Munashalim, Mavisa Mashiach doesn't say. Basic question. It doesn't actually say the old. Oh, if, you learn the Chumash, if you learn the Chumash, if you no, learn the Chumash, it's not, like it's not inferred. It's, it's once you learn the Chumash, it's pretty obvious. Right. All the other ones. This one, you could go through the entire five books of Moses and never once come across anything about Mashiach. How do you, why are you a kafir if you don't believe in Mashiach? The Ramam even adds more. The Ramam says, not only do you have to believe in Mashiach, but if you don't wait and hope for Mashiach, you're also a kafir. That's really, like, like, why do I have to... I'm not waiting for Mashiach. Whatever. If he comes, he comes. He doesn't come, he doesn't come. Why does the Ramam demand me, demand of me to wait and to hope for Mashiach? So I want to actually address this question because the Ramam addresses this question. How come the Torah doesn't talk about it? The Ramam says the Torah talks about it in three places. Wait, where did this, he discuss this? Sorry. In Hilchus There's three places where the Ramam does... does where the Torah does talk about Mashiach. Anybody for a free trip to Florida? For real? I'm not paying for it, but I'm saying. <laughs> um, Where in the Torah does it speak about Mashiach? The Ramam says, I found three places. And I'll Yosef, quote. Yosef, somewhere by Yosef? I'll quote. I'll, I'll, I'll save us all the time. And I'll quote. <laughs> HaMelech HaMashiach. It's a very important Ramam Sadat. You have to learn this with yourself. And you have to learn this with your children. Because our children need to know this. This is something that we're supposed to be teaching them. Right. We're teaching them the Yosef the Savamuno. Where does it say this? So listen to the Ramam. HaMelech HaMashiach, this is a long discussion we have to want to get into about what it's going to look like because we already touched that topic a couple times. HaMelech HaMashiach says the Ramam, Osed L'Amid, Ulahachsim Malchus David Liyashna. He's going to bring back Malchus based David. L'Bam Shalah Rishayna. Ubayna HaMikdash. He's going to build a base Mikdash. Those that are learning Da'fi Yemi. Anybody here learning Da'fi Yemi? On today's Da'af Rashi. Because in today's Da'af Rashi says, we're not building a base Mikdash. Hashem is sending... The, the, the Hashem is sending the Beis Hamikdash down, so it's a big question. We all taught as kids that Beis Hamikdash is going to come down. The Rambam says no. Melch Hamashiach is going to build the Beis Hamikdash. It's our mitzvah to build the Beis Hamikdash. It's a long discussion. Okay. And he's going to do an ingathering. He's going to bring all the Jews back to our Tzenu Akdasha. So there's three things that the king has to do. You remember, Mashiach has to do three things. He has to bring back the kingdom to Klal Build king, the king Mashiach. Melch Hamashiach. Right, you don't think about that. Okay, yeah. So he has to bring back Malchus to Klai Yisrael. He has to build a temple. And he has to gather Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. If he does those three things, the Ramam says, now we know he's Mashiach. Meaning he could go through step one and step two, but if he didn't get Gans Klai Yisrael to come back to Eretz Yisrael, we still don't know if he's Mashiach necessarily. Can Mashiach um, guise himself or disguise himself as an evil person? I don't know. Because technically all three of those things can happen... By default, because somebody's doing something bad, so it forces... I hear, I don't know. Okay. Says the Rambam, continuing, And all the things that were, will come back to the way they were. We're going to go back to having all 613, because now in Gaulus we only have 270 mitzvahs, basically, if you think about it, that are active. When the Mashiach said to come, we're going to be back to the full 613. Somebody doesn't believe Mashiach. He doesn't hope and long for his coming. Not only is he a kaifer in the prophets, but where do we see that he's he's a he's a non-believer in the Torah? The Torah says about him. Right? Even before MBD made a famous in the song, this Psukim and Parashas Nitzavim talk about how there's going to be an ingathering. Klai Yisrael will come back home one day. That, says the Rambam, is a Torah explicitly saying there's something called Mashiach. How else could you explain a people after a thousand, two thousand years coming back to a country? unless there's going to be a ruler, a king, that will bring them back. Proof number one.
Not convincing 100%? I, I know what you're saying, thinking in your head, but let's let well, finish. Well, well. I'm not saying it. I'm actually thinking you're it. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Number two. The Elu Advarim Hamufurashim, but Terahim Kalim, Kal Advarim Shinemar, they call him. If you learn the Psukim of the Torah that I'm giving you, the Ramam says, you'll find everything that the Nevi'im say. The Nevi'im is clear about Mashiach. Navi, it's not a question, but in the Torah. And he brings a proof from Parashas Bullock. Anybody here learn Parashas Bullock properly? Yeah. Cover to cover. Parashas Bullock. Not just a story, the prophecies that he said. Yeah, something. So over there he says, Psukim, and the Ramam quotes. The Pasuk says, If you learn the Pesachim of Parashas Balak, Balak is talking about two different anointed kings. But Mashiach and Rishayin, he refers to Shehud David, and Mashiach and Achrayin, There's two Mashiachs that he's talking about. Mashiachim. Mashiachs. That he's speaking about. So, one is about David HaMalach, that's in much more of an immediate future. From Balak, only 500 years later. And one long after, late, late, later time. Where does the Ramam see this? So the Ramam says, if you look, it says, Arenu, Arenu, ata. I see, but not now. That's referring to David HaMelech. Asherenu, Veloi Karayv, that's referring to Malach HaMashiach. Machetz Pasei Mayav, that's David HaMelech. Vayach, as it says by David HaMelech. Vekarka, Kol Sheis, that's going to be Malach HaMashiach. Umashim, Vaya Edom Yeresha, that's David. So Balak in the Torah is alluding to Mashiach also. So, so far we have two times in the Torah where it talks about Mashiach. But I this, about I have a lot of questions also. I want to focus on proof number three. It's talking about, it's alluding to. There's a big difference. It's not Pashib Shah. It's Pashib Shah. That's not Pashib Shah. The Rambam was Mr. Pashib Shah. If there ever was a Mr. Pashib Shah. I understand. And the Rambam says... That this is what the Torah is saying. Okay. No? Saying I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm I quoting it. I'm quoting it. I'm giving you the reference. You're <laughs> Aleph, Aleph, Bez. And here's the, the Rambam I want to focus on. Rambam, and the Rambam gives another whole halacha. And you have to realize when we talk about Rambam, the Rambam is prime real estate. The Rambam doesn't waste words. The Rambam is like, is, is like Manhattan. You put the UN there. It's like a waste of space in the most prime location. Like they should put it into Iowa somewhere or, or maybe into Kabul. I don't know. But um, the Rambam doesn't just write things. And the Rambam wrote a whole halacha. And I quote. There's an explicit, explicit reference to Mashiach in the Torah. And this is in last week's parsha. Whoever listened to Kriya Torah last week will have it from Parsha Sheftim. Explicit. What does it say? The Rambam says a fascinating thing. If you open up last week's parasha, the Torah says, Moshe Rabbeinu says, that you're going to come to Eretz Yisrael, and there's going to be murders that happen by mistake. So there's something called Ari Miklat. Three in Eretz Yisrael, three on Eber Hayardin. And then Moshe Rabbeinu says two very cryptic psukim. But if Hashem will expound your borders one day, you need to add three more cities. That means there have to be nine cities in total. What? Did they have nine? No, it never happened yet. If Hashem will expand your borders, that's what I'm saying. If Hashem will expand your borders, you have to add another three. When is this? When Mashiach is going to come and we're going to not only get the Shiva Amamin, the Chiti Amari Priest, we can also get Kani, Kinesi, and Kadmaini, because Avram Avinu was promised <laughs> 10 nations, and we only got seven. So when we're going to get those last three, says the Torah, you're going to have to add three more Aramiklot. There will be a sum total of nine Aramiklot, says the Rambam. I don't understand. Did this ever happen in history that we had another three Aramiklot? No. So the Torah is just saying words that are non existent? Unless the Torah is alluding to the times of Mashiach, when we're going to get a bigger piece in Eretz Yisrael, and it says you have to add our Mikla, the words of the Rambam, this never end up happening. Hashem wouldn't give a mitzvah, what we call a tayhu, just for nothing, for naught. Would the Torah ter- give you a mitzvah that if Eretz Yisrael ever gets bigger, which it never did yet, then you have to add three more. Says the Rambam, this is a clear proof, not inferred, this is a clear proof that Mashiach is going to come.
Not only that, when Mashiach is going to come, we're going to have a new mitzvah that we never had yet. And that is to add three more cities of Ari Mikla to Edsel. Now, it's not a brand new mitzvah because it's only 613, That's but true. it's under the rubrics of Ari Miklot. Now it's six, and we're going to expand it to nine. Now you can understand it on a very simple level. If you have seven million Jews in a country, you need six Ari Miklots because X amount of mistakes happen. If you have seven billion Jews, then you're going to need three more. So- so then when Mashiach comes... Ah, uh, this is the million dollar question. I was hoping somebody would ask. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know if this is what you're asking. Yes, it is. That we're going to go back to those, the days of no, make a mistake and you're being sent away and you're getting, like, we're going to show everybody what you're... What, I'm, I'm not no. answering your question You're yet. saying it, but you're not. You saying, mean there's going to be death? Yeah, that also. Murder? Well, that's the same thing. Yeah, there's no the only mistake. But that's not the only mistake. Are you saying only for people that are murder? Yep. And also, you said that. that so, ask my question. Oh, good. I, I was hoping. Question. Yeah. Good. You also said that it's going to take a while until, like, like we get back to like the original plan. I thought I'm um, sure it's, it's only going to be like roses and and, and and. I know. I'm sorry. We'll we'll get to that. We'll I don't know. I, I don't know. This is referring to the in between. This topic. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're going to get to it. You're going to know a little no, bit more. Comes, we're no more tsar. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it right now. Right here. Right? I, I know that last time I, I touched oh, the real north. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's why I, I went back here. Okay? So l- let's, let's get through it. But let's, before we continue with the question, which is great. It's very confusing. Before, the, before we get to that. My mind is racing. I'm sorry. But before we get to that, if, you, if, if we get to the end, hopefully things will make a lot more sense. Before we get to that, we have to understand clearly what the Ramah is saying. The Ramah is saying there is a mitzvah today that was never yet done. There was never yet nine Ari Miklod in history. And the Torah talks about it. So obviously there's going to be a time where Yisrael's borders are going to expand because we're going to have a king. And therefore, also, we're going to need nine Ari Miklod. One of two things is going to happen. Either it's because Kali Yisrael is that much bigger now than then. That's or a simplistic there's going to be that much more murder. It's not going to be that much more because if you need... No, because it goes geographically. It doesn't matter, right? It's not going to be it's that much... You missed... It's not going to be that much more murder because if you have, like we said, now we have 7 million people or 10 million people living in Eretz Yisrael, you need 6. And now we're going to have all of history's people coming back. So we're going to have a billion Jews. You have 9. So the numbers are not... Jews. I know, but it's not going to be more murder. not adding up. Right. Okay. Right. Who's going to be privileged to live in Eretz Yisrael? Me. We'll talk about that. <laughs> let's, ah, let's, let's... Maybe Aramiklo is not for the Jews. Slow. slow. Okay. These are all great points. These are all great points. Write them down. Let's get, let's get, let's get through the material. Okay, this is exactly what we want to discuss. The obvious question, as we pointed out, the Mechazchinach asks, the Sefer asks, why do we need our Miklats when Mashiach come? Nobody's dying. There's no death. There's no murder. How is that possible? Wait, Doesn't make sense. There's no murder? Did I miss that? Okay, go on. Well, is there murder? We you believe there'll be murder when Mashiach comes? He didn't answer it. We questioned it because he was saying that there's going to be three more Ari Miklod, a total of nine when yeah, Mashiach yeah, yeah. comes. So then, does that mean that we're going to still have murder when Mashiach comes? Isn't all that supposed to be goodbye? I don't think everyone... Okay. So, so, let's, so let's talk. That's, this is how we got to this point. So I, I want to first go to... The Arizal asked this question also. So the Mechaz Chinuch, I'm sorry for the Arizal. I want to go work my way backwards. From the first Mechaz Chinuch. Mechaz Chinuch gives the best answer. The best answer. But it's the most unsatisfying at the same time. What's the best answer? Why do we blow Shafer? Why do we blow Shafer? Okay, why do we eat matzah? Oh, that's the same answer for Shafer. Why don't you say it by Shafer? Why do we blow Shafer? Because Hashem said so. Why do we not allow the way Hashem said so? It's the best answer. You might not like it. It doesn't feel good. But that is the best answer. You know why you actually have to eat matzah? Because Hashem said so. Now, you want to understand the reasoning why Hashem said so? We can talk about that. But the reason we eat matzah is because Hashem said so. The reason we blow shayfer is because Hashem said so. And the Ramah writes this very clearly. The Ramah writes in Hashuvah. The reason we blow shayfer in Rosh Hashanah is because Hashem said so. But, the Rambam. But it also has the effect of waking us up. We can't forget the main reason. The main reason is because Hashem said so. When your child asks you, why can't they... The best answer is... Because Hashem said so. You want to understand why Hashem said so? We can talk about that. Maybe I have an answer, maybe I don't have an answer. If you start giving a reason, 
you're running into very dangerous territory because if the reason doesn't apply here, then you won't do the mitzvah. So therefore, I'm writing a sefer. It's called Ritzayin HaMelech. And I'm going to first, yeah, I'm writing it. it, You're getting first copy. On the mitzvah of Purvu, it's going to say the reason for the mitzvah is because Hashem said so. On the reason for Gid HaNasha, it's going to say, you know why you can't? Because Hashem said so. I'm going to sell my copy. All 613 mitzvahs. It's going to be the same reason. It's called Ritzayin HaMelech. That's what Hashem wants. That's it. It's a joke. Okay. Th- that is the real reason of the it's mitzvah. Like with parenting, because mommy said so. Because mommy said so. Now, sometimes they, you could explain it, and sometimes you can't explain it. Explain it. But if you start explaining, then the child rationalizes with you. Mm-hmm. But one minute, but you let Javi do it. Do it like but when that, I was six, he didn't let me. Exactly. If, you, if it ends, now I'm not saying you shouldn't necessarily rationalize with the child. Sometimes you do need to, because otherwise they think that it's a dictatorship and it's authoritarian what you're doing. And that's not healthy either. And I'm not getting into the chinuch aspect of it. But we have, that's the Mechizchan of Sanser. Why do we have to do When Mashiach comes, so he writes, because Hashem said so. So he writes. Now, I, I like it. I understand. I like the answer, and I understand that it's not satisfying. So we're going to take it to the next level. The Arizal asked this question. And in order to answer what the Arizal explains, I want to take it back for a second. Is there an answer for every question? No. Of course not. There is. Hashem said so. No. Why is there no answer? Our brains maybe can't comprehend the answer, but there is an answer. I'm sorry. No? Uh, we can't access it. Well, our I brains can't handle it. There's not an answer. Of course there's an answer. Okay. I'm running out of this one. Well, why is there not an answer? She's not asking if there's an answer. I, I heard her ask, is there an answer to every question? Is there an explanation that she could understand? No, no. That not. Is there an explanation that you will that understand? Can, that will yeah. satisfy no, that no, question. No, no, because just like the the bug looks he at you. Not to understand that. I, I totally understood, but I want to get clear. Everybody should hear that there is an answer. Exactly. No, I understood her question, and I answered her question. I wanted her to articulate her question differently, because just like the bug when he looks up at you doesn't understand what you're doing, and there's no. Nothing you can do oh. to explain to the bug what you're no, doing. If you try to explain to the bug why you're doing what you're doing as you're turning the key of your car, what's happening, you can explain to him all day and night the bug doesn't have the capabilities of understanding what you're saying. It doesn't help. It's not because there's no answer. You, you understand why when you turn the key, your car turns on maybe. But you can't explain it to your two-year-old. Or to a bug. Correct. But there's an answer. So Hashem, there's an answer, yes. Could your finite brain understand it? Absolutely not. We don't have the tools to understand it. Okay, we're going off topic. That being said, that being said, I want, I just, I want to get through the material because otherwise we're going to be left with more questions and answers. Not know what someone, told me, someone told me that, that he went off the derech because of the Abarbanel. Because every Friday night he used to sit down with the Abarbanel. And the Abarbanel starts out the parasha. He asks like 60 questions on the parasha. And then he builds a whole thing. But he used to fall asleep after the questions. So he was left at the end of the year with only questions on the Torah. Uh-huh. Okay. So you have to get to the end. If you don't hear the answers, then you can. Okay. He didn't go off the Derek. The thing is a joke. Okay. Mm-hmm. That being said. A.K.A. Shush. That being. <laughs> a nice way. Right? No, I, I don't mind if you don't want to get to the end. But no, we the, do, don't... we do, we do. Okay. So. We ask for it. Actually, the Gemara. The Gemara asks a very interesting question. The Gemara Masechus Maka says, one minute. There's three Ari Miklot and Eretz Yisrael. And there's three Aryeh Miklot on the Transjordan. The numbers don't make sense. There's two and a half Shvatim on this side of the river. And there's nine and a half Shvatim on this side of the river. How could it be there's the same amount of murders, or same amount of mistakes of death that happen with nine and a half Shvatim and two and a half Shvatim? The Gemara asks the question. And the Gemara answers a very cryptic answer. The Gemara says, yeah. Begilad Shichi Reitzchem. In Gilad, which is on the Transjordan... Yeah, there's much more murder that happens. Much more murder that happens. Therefore, we need to have, for every two and a half shot, we're going to need three cities, more than an Eretz Yisrael, when less murder happens. The Gemara says that Rishlaki says that uh, uh, the, the, the calmness that a person feels in Eretz Yisrael, he doesn't get as angry and want to kill as fast as when he's outside Eretz Yisrael. Really? Gemara says it's about Rishlaki himself. Okay. He said it's about himself. When he was in Eretz Yisrael, there was a much more calm demeanor that he had that Eretz Yisrael does that to people. So on the Transjordan, you need it for two and a half shots and three. The other side of the Yarden, Avery Yarden. 
Frack Tysus, what? Who, who's talking about murders? We're talking about mistakes. More mistakes happen? There were answers because there's more murderers on the, on the other side of the Arden. More murderers? We're not talking about murderers. Ari Miklet's not for murderers. Ari Miklet is for mistake makers. One minute. One minute. I know you want to ask. Ari Miklet is for mistake makers, not for murderers on purpose. Ask Stasis, so what do we gain? So Stasis gives the first answer, what Satan is about to say to me. But you yourself said that all murderers go to Ari Miklet in the beginning. That's answer number one. That's only what Ari Miklet is for. Yeah, but not for on purpose, people. People make... Not mistakes. on purpose, people. Right. Are there more mistakes by people that are murderers? Again, the Gemara asks, why is it two and a half here? For two and a half to three, and for nine and a half to three. And the Gemara says, because there's more murderers over here. Murderers don't go to Ari Miklot. Mistake murderers go to Ari Miklot. There's more mistakes? Okay. What you, what, what? Accidents. You need... Accidents? Okay. Mistake murderers. No, I got it. I got it. I was confused. Accidental murders. Are, are there, are there, the, the numbers don't make sense. So Taisha says, number, one, number one, he said, Taisha doesn't say this, but the Rishonim say, because yeah, all murderers need to go to Ari Mikla to start. And then we weed out. The, the, the ones that are mazed get killed. The ones that are shagig stay there. So that, yeah, we need, because there's so much more, more murder that happens, so therefore we need to have more cities. That's what answer number one. Taisha says a fascinating answer. Taisha says, I have a different answer. Because... We know what happens to a mistake murderer. He goes to Ari Miklot. Okay. And the Rashi tells us in Chumash, that we, and we all know this, that Hashem sends the, the mistake murderer to the, to, the, to the same hotel as the serial murderer, and he's climbing a ladder, and he falls off, and he kills him, and Hashem gets even with everybody. Great. So, therefore, says Taisus, we have more murders that happen on this side of the Jordan. So therefore, we need to end up having more Ari Mikla, so we need to have more accidental murders also. That makes no sense. No. But that's what Taisa says. Taisa says, we, because there's more, more on purpose murderers, what's a good way to say it, Alana? Accidental. What do you mean? Bemazed. Bemazed murderers. Just like Bemazed. We have more Bemazed murderers. So therefore, Hashem has to make more Beshegig murderers because we have to kill... Hashem has to make them both end up in the same area and he falls down and he kills him. So therefore, we need to end up having more mistakes also at the same time. Tasis is saying... It's it's almost a very weird thing that Tasis is saying. How does that make sense? Hashem's taking away Bechir Chavshis, A... Okay, let's leave that question away. I'm sorry for now because that's a question that we could never get a good satisfactory answer to anyways. Also, but, more people should die because... Oh, that's the second question. So therefore, because is... So therefore, the Mr. Ari Miklod guy now has to die because... It doesn't make sense. So what's going on over here? So, to answer all this and to explain it, there's a safer called Yudei Moshe. He says an answer that's very not satisfying, in my opinion. But he says it, so I'll share it with you. He says if somebody murders five minutes before Mashiach comes, he's going to still need to go to Ari Miklot. He can still? Need to go to Ari Miklot. So okay. there will be Ari Miklot for all the people that don't kill within, like, you know, whatever. I find that, I find that very um, difficult Un- because, or an- unsatisfying because, okay, you want to tell me that a um, hundred murders happen every hour, let's say, by mistake. All right? Accidental murder is 100 an hour. And for that, we need nine Ari Miklots because that hour that before Mashiach came or that day before Mashiach came, we had a thought. They can't fit into six Ari Miklots. We need three more for that. It's, it doesn't seem like a very good answer. So there's two answers that I'll share with you. Number one, and somebody alluded to it over here, the Maskele David says, or David Pardo, he explains that for Goyim, there still needs to be Ari The Jews don't need Ari because when Mashiach comes, there'll be no death. But Goyim will die. Does everyone agree with that? We'll talk about that. We're going to get to that in a second. We're going to get to that in a second. And therefore, for the Goyim that kill by mistake, that are going to make it to the days of Mashiach, they need Ari Miklot. But it's a very complicated answer because since when do Goyim have Ari Miklot? It's not one of the things right, that Goyim have to do. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No. The Meshachachma says, I have an answer. He says that there's an answer as follows. We know there's two types of Mashiach. There's the Be'ito, and then there's the Achishana. What does that mean? Achishana never He's never, right? I mean, Haftorah. It's, it's one of the Achishana, right? Be'ito Achishana. What does Be'ito Achishana mean? 
The Gemara asks us to. The Gemara asks us to. It says in one place Hashem is going to come beito, which means on time. And one place says Achishan Hashem is going to hasten it. So is it coming on time or is Hashem hastening it? The Gemara says it depends. If we're worthy, then Hashem is going to hasten it. If we're not worthy, then they'll be like, okay, the clock ran out, Mashiach's here. Too bad. Is there such a thing as the world has six thousand years and after that, like? Yeah, the Gemara says that. If we're, we so have another two hundred something years left. No. Correct. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, well, it's not because if I don't make it, I'm dead by then. Oh, uh, yeah. It's that not for to you. Me it's not for you. Really. Yeah. So, um. Trying to think how many generations. Your grandkids. Grandkids? Yeah. You, you'll live 80, they'll live 80, and the next one will live 80. Conversation yeah. makes All right, we're going off topic so again. Confused. That being said, says the Meshachachwa. That since there's two different types of Mashiach, perhaps if Mashiach comes because we're worthy, there won't be any mistake murders, and therefore there will not have to be nine Ari Miklot. But if we just run out of time, so then there will still be, we're not worthy of Mashiach, we'll get Mashiach because Be'ito, the time has come. Then we won't be that on such a high level, and in that case there will be murders that will happen accidentally, and that's how we can explain it. Meaning, meaning, the Torah uses the word It means if. If sounds like it's not a, it's not a given. Says Meshach, you're right, it's not a given. It depends exactly how Mashiach arrives. If Mashiach comes because we're worthy, worthy, then there will not be nine Ari Miklot. But if we're not worthy, and we just ran out of time, then there will be nine Ari Miklot. That's how Meshach answers. The problem with that, though, is, is again, the premise that, and Alana keeps bringing it up, is is there going to be death when Mashiach comes or not? Is really a big machlekes in the Gemara and a big machlekes in the Rishayim. The Rambam, for example, and we pointed this out already a couple of times ago in the Shir, the Rambam says absolutely there will be death. And the Gemara asks, the Gemara says in one place it says, yamos, a child will die at 100 years old. And then the Gemara says in another place it says, well, there'll be and the rest of the words that people mumble at every Leviathan because they don't know the end of the sentence. <laughs> right? So, the, the, question, the Gemara asks the question, will there be death or will there not be death? And the Gemara answers, Kan can be Yisrael. Depends. Goyim will die at a very old age and Jews will never die. The Rambam doesn't go with that answer. And the Rambam says, no, absolutely not. There will be death and there will be, people will die. You'll live a very long life. You'll live a very healthy life, a very fruitful and enjoyable life. But there will be death. There will come a time when it will end for everybody also. Therefore, what the Meshachachim is essentially saying is, it really depends on, on how we greet Mashiach. There are opinions that Mashiach is a very natural thing. Natural meaning, just like today, there are superpowers. One day will be the superpower of the world. And we'll dictate to the world what needs to be done. We'll tell them to Shev and Mrs. Ben and we're going to enforce it. And we're going to have the rights to do whatever we want to do and build a base of English. And we're not going to have to answer to any UN body. And we're not going to have to answer to anybody. The Rambam says it's going to be a very natural world. It'll just be supernatural in the way that there will be no illness, Rambam says. There will be no pandemics. And there will be no wars. Because we're going to be on charge and there will be nobody that will come close to be a second. But everything else... There'll be kids and grandkids. They'll go to school. They'll go to yeshiva. Well, well, still and, and, there will, I said, no, no sickness and no war. But there's still a lot of other tsars aside for sickness and war. There are other tsars. There are. Tremendous amount. A hundred percent. And the proof is there's going to be accidental murders. Meaning, and the Ramam says, again, the world will be What's great. The, other opinion? <laughs> the world will be great, but there will be accidental murders. It's just weird Anything close to what we learned in life. Oh, I like the Rambam. So, I learned more of that than. Then, you, what I you're think thinking about is what's called Olam Haba. Olam Haba is utopia. Right. Utopia, there's right. nothing right. bad. Right. It's something totally different. We're asking for two separate things. We're asking for Yomai Samashiach, according to the Rambam, and then there's Chayel Olam now, it's not simple. It's machlekes. It's two separate things. It's one thing. It's three things. Is Ganadin a third thing? Or is Ganadin a third thing? Is Is that at the time of Mashiach? Is that at the time of Elam Haba? Is that the time of Ganadin? What is when? What is where? Is a very complex discussion. And we have to go through it at one point sometime to go through it to properly understand what's going on, the different opinions, what's going on. But the Rambam's opinion is 
And this is very, very uh, much accepted by many. And the Ramam is, life will go on as regular during Mashiach. There'll just be no wars, and there'll be no... The lion and the... Right? They'll all sit under the tree and shade, and you'll be able to learn, and you'll be able to determine mitzvahs, and you'll work. And you'll work, Yes. Don't yes. worry, you'll have your whirlpool. No, I'm like just, I, I'm confused by it. It's very confusing to very me. Confusing. And now it gets even a step further when my child starts asking me all these questions. And I'm like, So that's the Ramam's understanding. But by the way, this was one of the big problems with, without going into history too much, the problem with Shapsay Tzvi. Yeah. Because part of it was, is it going to be supernatural or is it going to be natural? This was one of the very so big problems. I need to stop asking? It's not good that No, no, you should ask. Oh. I'm not saying you'll be able to get satisfying <laughs> you're answers. You're pretending you're Mashiach. No, no, no. But no, the, the reason why the Gedolim were confused was because of what how exactly Mashiach is going to look like. It's true. Huh? How are we going to know that it's true? Because I think when it happens, we'll know. That's exactly. my response. But that's what I feel. The people You're right. There were times that it was very confusing. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva right. thought Mashiach had come with, come, right. with Ben Kaizivo, with Bar Kaichu. Rabbi Akiva was on Ben Kaichu's team, Bye. believing that Mashiach came. Came, yeah. You're right. The Ramam gives, if you, want, if you follow the Ramam's rules, it's very easy to know Mashiach's going to come. The Ramam says very clearly, if he becomes king, he strengthens Yahadus. People start keeping Torah and Mitzvahs, and they all come back to Israel. And he builds a base of Mikdash. Now you know he's king. Now you know he's, he's Mashiach. If you don't have all these three things, the Ramam says... So if he only brings Christ all together to Israel, then becheska shuhu Mashiach. You have a good suspicion. If he also becomes built of Eshemigdash, you have even more suspicion that he might be. But if he gets Jews to keep Torah better, and he be, restores Israel to Israel, now you know he's king. So the Rambam is giving a very clear description of what it's going to be like. The Rambam is very... How does the Rambam? I mean, was it uh, a nebuah? No, no, no. He, he, everything has based on chazals. Oh, okay. he, he merged chazals and he came up with a mahalach. Mm-hmm. He follows more or less Shmuel's opinion in the Gemara. If you follow Shmuel's opinion, the Ramam and Shmuel's opinion are very aligned. Okay. Very aligned. The, if you go with the Zoyar slash other opinions in the Gemara, that's Rav, that, that, then we're going to have like these massive miracles and it's going to be things are flying and it's going to look totally different. But if you go with the Ramam's approach, it's very mechanical. It's very mechanical. There's going to come a point where Clarissa is going to be leading the world because of, I don't know, fill in the blanks. Because our technology is going to be the best. Our war is going to be the best. We're going to conquer the world. And now there's going to be a leader that's going to stand up and is going to, you know, return people to Yiddishkeit, et cetera, et cetera. Build a base of Mikdash. It could be six years before we know for sure that he's Mashiach. And we have a base of Mikdash running already. We have a carbon Pesach. We have this. And it's still not Mashiach's times. Once everything is done, we'll say, you know, he must be Mashiach. Okay? So according to the Ramam, yes. But what I want to say is, and I, want, I, don't, I don't want to focus on this point the most, even though we're running out of time, is what the Chassam Sefer says. Because what the Chassam Sefer says is so counterintuitive, and I think that's the message of Elul and Aram Miklot and why it's connected, and Mashiach. Because essentially we're living right now in a period called Elul, but we're also living in a period called Shiva Denechemta. And people forget that. Nachmu Nachman be so exciting, and then, Anachim 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 and Aniyah Sayaro, and Raniyah Karlo Yolodo, it doesn't get as publicity as much as it gets because El comes and because the summer comes. So it ends up coming on the back burner. It is on the back burner. Oh, we have 373. It's like... Great. And how many people celebrate the... I love it too. But how many people celebrate that? Yes, we do. It's the Havtorah. The beginning, it's like Nachum, 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 Hashem said, the first of the seven, the, so the comfort, there's three weeks. We have three We have three weeks of mourning and then we go into seven weeks of consolation. The Abish is consoling And then there's three weeks of tshuva. Then there's two. Two weeks two of tshuva. So, but, but, but the seven of, of consolation, none of us know about it, except for that one. Actually, I'm going to go over here. That's the one we all know about. What about the other six? They get washed away because the summer. Nice. And they get, and they get washed away because of Elul. And they're beautiful Haftarius, excuse me. They're beautiful Haftarius. This week's Haftarius, Rani Akar, Lo Yelada, is such a beautiful Haftarius. Or, Anoichi, Anoichi, Yom Nachem, Chem. Most beautiful psukim about Hashem is hugging us and kissing us. Is all in these seven days, but it gets lost. So we're, we're in that period. So I want to just tie this all together with the last couple of minutes that I have. And that's what something the Sefer says. And that is, there will be Ari Miklot. There will be Ari Miklot. But it won't be for everybody. Who will it be for? For the Tzadikim Gemurim. 
for people that never sinned, if they accidentally murder somebody, they need to go to Armiklot. Balei Tshuva, that sinned and came back to Hashem, they will live on a level that they will never need Armiklot anymore. They'll never even call him by mistake anymore. So that's one minute, 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 the Chesam Sefer says, and I want to read to you full, word, full lines from him. He says, the Pasuk says, When you will return to Hashem, you will have it better than your forefathers had it. Says the Chesam Sefer. The reason is, We will have it better than Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Moshe. We will have it better than all of them. And that's what the, all the beautiful prophecies that are being said, which never happened yet because we're going to have much better than them because we're Bali Tshuva. But, 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 but if you will be somebody that will constantly be good, you'll be on the level of tzaddik, which you would think is on a higher level, but not a Balchuva level. You will never be zeichet to have it greater than Avram Yitzchak It's so unbelievable. None of us, I'm assuming, are tzaddikim. We've all, by mistake, done something, or did, and we're all Bali Chuva. We all turn, return to Hashem and say, we're sorry, we messed up. Right? Says if you're in the class of people of Bali Tshuva, you have nothing to worry about. You're going to have it better when Mashiach comes and those that are Tzadikim. Because Hashem loves Bali Tshuva more than He loves Tzadikim. And therefore there will be, therefore there will, one second, therefore there will be no murder. There will be no death for those people. It will be only good. And as they say in some places, it will be hunky-dory. But if you are a Tzadik Gomer, if you're, those that know, no. But if you're a tzaddik gummer, or tzaddik is gemur, you never did anything wrong in your life, you have a lot to worry about when Sheikh comes. You're going to still eventually die. You start sitting. You, <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry. You ha- you're high enough. You can stop now. You ha- Why you're, 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 everyone you're, stopping then? It's too late. You're done. Don't worry about it. Therefore, yeah, don't worry. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. Maybe like nothing personal. angels. Maybe it's talking about like... Tzaddikim gemurim. People that never sing. Are there any... Well, there's no Siddiquim Gemara. Don't worry about them. You worry about you. Are you in the category of Bala Chuva? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. So you're good to go, says the Cypher. You're not going to die when Mashiach comes. You're not going to murder anybody by mistake when Mashiach comes. Because you're going to have it better than anything else. So why, I, why should I stop now? The what's what, 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 what do you mean? You can't, like, if you do Averis with the plan to do Chuva, Hashem doesn't accept the Chuva. You can't do Averis with the plan I mean, to do Chuva. I, I go through daily life. Very good, but you're trying your hardest to be good. Good, I hope. Okay, oh, fine. So, tr- so try. So try. But what you messed up on, don't be embarrassed and disgusted by what you messed up on. It, once it happened, it happened. I'm not saying you should do it. But if you spoke Lashon Hara, if you said something nasty about your friend, if you ate something that you shouldn't have eaten, at this point, embrace it because that's what's making you the greatest you. You're becoming a person on a higher level than Avram Tzviyakov because you did those things. Not, it's not a hectic to do it further. From now on, stop. Part of doing tshuva is I'm going to stop. My question is, why should I stop now if I have Because Hashem said so. Hashem says, you know, no, no, really. 100%. You're not, you, there's no hectic to do a virus. I'm saying, if I would have heard this shir today, yeah, yeah. I would have gone on with life. Hopefully, every day you're trying to be better than the day before. Hopefully. Not always. Okay. But you want to be better every, every day than the day before. Yeah, it's hard, but you want to be better. You don't? Okay, so then you have to want to want to be better. I don't think about that. Okay, so it's time to start thinking about it. It's time to start thinking about it. We want to be better, but do we do something to be better? Exactly. That's a whole. I don't know. That's that's up to you. I can't. I can't answer that for you. That's between you and Hashem. It's I, nobody I else's business. Something every single day. You, when you say something wrong and you be better, when you say something wrong and you feel bad about it, you say to yourself, you know, I should really have never said that. That's it. That's it. You're about shuvo. You're about. I should have never really have said that. I regret saying that. You know, I shouldn't have looked at that. I shouldn't well, have... you're halfway there. What? You have to finish everything. What if you do it again? The Rambam says, one second. The you're, who? The Rambam. One second ago, you were a Balavera. A second later, uh, you turn around. I said, I'm not going to do it again. I regret it. I'm done. Yeah, but that's... Then you need as you must. You, you don't need, need everything. You, you don't. 
You don't. The Ramam says you turn around. It takes a second, the Ramam says. The Chavetz Chaim used to tell people on the way to America. He say, tell the Yidin in America. Tshuva is nishkein bear. This is nar aker. Tshuva is not a beer. It's just a turn. Just turn around. That's tshuva. Yeah, people think it's a... In the, the literature, you say, it's a bear. It's like a scary thing. Oh, a bear. Oh, there's that accent. It's bear. B-E-A-R. Bear. It's not bear. Or, or as they say in Muncie, beer. Yeshiva Shakta. Bear. A beer. In Muncie, they say a beer. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Whatever. I, 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 don't, I don't care either. They, so, um... That's certain people say, care. Okay? Whatever. I, I don't care. care how other people talk, because everybody has different uh, whatever. That being said, I think this is the greatest message for the Shiva Denechemto. This is the greatest message for Elul. You want to know why that Rizal says... Find in the words, Hashem brought upon you this Avera, this sin, this murder that you did, whatever it is, fill in the blank of the Avera that you did. Embrace it. El tells you, good for you, you did it. Now, it is what it is. We, we can't go back in the past. It is. Now become a Balas Tshuva, a Baal Tshuva. You can become greater today because of your sins of yesterday. You can't go back in time. It's impossible. You could wallow in your misery and depression and whatever it is I'm, I'm not good i'm bad i'm disgusting i'm horrible in a boxing match the match is only over when the guy doesn't get up as long as you get up and you're still fighting the fight is not over yet that's yiddishkeit keep getting up as long as you hit the number 10 get up and fight not if you get up and fight you're in the you're still in if you don't get up that's when you're done and that's the message of Ari miklat and that's the message of mashiach why is Mashiach going to be the one that's going to add these Aramiklet? Because Mashiach is for the people that got up and continued fighting. Every time they got knocked down, and every time they get socked in the face, and there's a count till 7, till 8, till 9, but they got up before 10 hit, those are the people that, those, those are Aramiklet that don't need Aramiklet, because they're probably Tshuva. They're good. They're good. They're going to have it better than Avram Yitzchak If you're a Tzadik Gummer, then good luck. You might have mistake mur- murders happen on your hand. That might happen. But I don't think we have to talk about those people. I think most of us fit into the category of Baal Tshuva. There's one time a Bachar that um, came to the base of Israel, the Gary Rebbe. And the Gary Rebbe asked him, he says, where are you from? He said, America. He says, oh, what are you doing here? I'm learning Yeshiva here. What, Yeshiva? I'm an Eishat Torah, but I'm not a Baal Tshuva. And the base of Israel said, why not? What, what does that mean? Like, I'm an Eishat Torah, but I'm not a Baal Tshuva. Why are you not a Baal Tshuva? Uh, what's the difference? Where you learn? Why are you not a Baal Tshuva? We are all Bali Tshuva. And at this time of the year, Elul is when we start with our going back to Tafshin Pei Aleph, looking at it, and planning our Tafshin Pei Beis. What we want, what we're going to come to the Hashem. The fact that you messed up on your brachis, on your Krishma, on your Tfilah, on your Ben Adam Ben Adam and Tafshin Pei Aleph, it is. It's too late. It is what it is. But doesn't embrace it because that's actually your success in life. Right? There was, oh, there was a man, his name was. Oh, uh, I'm forgetting his name. The, the CEO of Microsoft in the 80s. Um, I'm forgetting his name. It'll come back to me. He had an employee, an employee that made a terrible blunder. And the blunder cost the company in the 1980s $10 million, wow. which is the equivalent of, I don't know, $40, $50 million today, whatever it is. And it was a terrible blunder. And this guy felt very, it was one man, one mistake, and it cost the company big money. And he felt very guilty. The next morning, he walked into his, um, to his, to the, to the CEO, and he gave him his resignation. He says, I feel terrible what I did to the company, and, and I can't live with myself, and I'm not asking for any severance, and I'm not asking for anything. I'm, I'm walking away. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. And he says, are you crazy? I just spent $10 million in your education, and now you're going to leave? That's a, that's a good CEO. I, I get it. You messed up. But you just learned something. It cost me $10 million to teach you that thing. I just spent $10 million on your education. Now you're going to leave? Just because we're in a law firm, that's what all lawyers always say. That's why it's called practice. Yeah. Right, right. So it's, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing look at life. So, so, so what? You, you blundered this year $10 million or $10 million of errors. <laughs> so therefore, Hashem spent all that time and continued to give you eyesight and nachas and parnoso. So what, now you're down and out? Hashem invested in you and Hashem believes in you that you can still do it tomorrow. So do it tomorrow. Get up and fight. That's what Ari Mikla represents. Ari Mikla represents the person that thinks he's down and out. There's a place for you. There's a special place for you. There's a place designated for people that think that they're really done and they're out. And Elul is that type of place also. Elul is... You know, What's that place? Not Ari Mikla, that's for Tzadikim. No, when Mashiach comes, that's for Tzadikim. 
Right. Well, but now, before Mashiach comes, murder, it's for murderers. We don't have Ari Mikla now. I understand. So today we have it in, in, in time, not in space. We have it in Elul, not in space. But That's the reason I'm saying. Elul yeah. is Ari Mikla. It's a place where we run to, where we say, I messed up. I know I can go further, but I, but I messed up. And that's the message, I think, of Shivat Nechemta also. We know, we destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. And we haven't yet corrected it, obviously, because we're still here. There could come a point where a person is very down and says, you know, I, I know we said, Nachemu, Nachemu, Ami, and I know I said, but what's the cancellation? Do we have a Beis HaMikdash? The cancellation is that we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, and yet Hashem still wants us, and Hashem is still, is still with us, and Hashem is still... Believes in us that we could bring it back. If if it, it would, there would be no con- the cancel. If Hashem wouldn't believe in us, He would just give up on us. He would just throw us away. The greatest consolation is that He still believes that we can bring it back. Because even when you mess up, Hashem says, "I love you still more than anything else." I have to ask Him, Hashem, more than anything you could imagine. So Adil Adil is a great message for El. No question. And everybody can write their tirah and sing their songs and say their speeches. Good. But now this year we have to have a new motto. Things happen, and I'm going to give you a place where you can run. That's what Elul is. And, and the way the Maral explains sin, sin is, on a Yid is not who we really are. Sin is just something that happens on top of us. It's like a person has a coat, and he gets a little chocolate on it. This is the muscle the Maral gives. And he gets a little chocolate on it. So is the coat now dirty? No. There's dirt on the coat. The coat is not dirty. The coat is still pristine. There's dirt on the coat. I like that. Our, us Yidin, we're still clean. There's just a little bit of dirt on top of us. We have to get that dirt off. But we're still perfect. We're still clean. That's what us, that's what, who we are. That's the Pasuk. Hashem brought it about. It happened. Things happened. That's Rosh Tevis Elo. And that's the message, I think. Now, we obviously have to still talk about more about the Rambam. The, Ram, the, the, the Mashiach's times and what's going to look like, whatever it is. It's a whole different discussion for a whole different time. But for now... The message of Elul that I want to bring across is don't be embarrassed of your sins. Embrace them. It happened. And now go forward. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, bye.